Hello there. You are listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is a bonus episode. It's everyone's favorite bonus episode. My sister Hannah is here. That's all I'm going to say. Hi, Hannah. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> we had a, um, just a moment ago when I tried to record the intro, we had a Miss World France moment where I was like, hello, welcome <laughs> to the... If no one else has seen, if you have not seen the the Miss France introduce herself in the Miss World pageant, y'all, it is, it's, it's, it's a sight to behold. It, it, it really is. Wait for it. Truly. <laughs> it's worth waiting for. Anyway, um, so we have a lot of questions from people. I asked on Instagram what you guys wanted Hannah and I to talk about. And there were a lot of questions about how is our new relationship rhythm going because mm-hmm. we talked last time about there were there were air plant we needed air plant texts and we had the sands of time and we basically got out of rhythm with each other and then we live I was about to say live action that's not correct no and live stream isn't either we just talked about we it. just had a conversation <laughs> we just had a conversation while it was being recorded right. which and- is a very normal thing to do when you're talking mm-hmm. to someone about how to kind of get our rhythm back because you got a full-time job mm-hmm. and we just weren't talking to each other in the same way. So we are um, doing our Tuesday phone calls mm-hmm. still. We are. What did we learn last week? With our last Tuesday week phone? was a really fun week. So you called me in the afternoon. I looked at it. I was in the middle of a meeting and I was like, well, dang it. Yep. And then um, I called you at the worst time. Oh, I knew it was. It was like 6.50. It was 6.50. And I was like, she's not going to answer, but I'm going to still call her mm-hmm. because maybe it'll work out. Maybe so. And then you called me later. And then we talked for like an hour. Yeah, it was a long time. It was a really long time. And it was like the best part of my week. Yeah, it was so fun. So just keep trying. Moral of the story is keep trying. And, and I realized, we realized then too, that it's better to call and see the person's name come up on your phone and know you can't answer, then not see their name at all. Yes. It was like, even if we're calling and we're like, I don't think she can talk right now. It's still worth it. It's still worth it. It still does part of the thing that we want it to do. Absolutely. So we're still having our Tuesday phone calls and sometimes they're five minutes at lunchtime. Sometimes they're an hour at night. It's just, mm-hmm. there's no rhyme or reason, but it is on Tuesday, which is so lovely. And then we went out to lunch a few times. Mm-hmm. We have to get... Now that we're in 2023, we have to get some of those on the calendar. Yes, we do. We had calendared ourselves up through the year, mm-hmm. and now we need to get them back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Sands of Time example. You like asked me if I'd watched Andor yet. So Right, it, that's it, what our texts are. Yeah, yes. exactly. Big flyover easy things. Which, by the way, guys, uh, I'm here to tell you, even if you don't like Star Wars, and Hannah has not seen Andor yet, so yeah, we're not going to talk about it's this It's been on my list for a long time. I'm just telling you, I still have two episodes left. It's 12 episodes in the first season. I still have two left. It is such a good show. If you hate Star Wars, you'll still love it. And turns out we both like kind of have a crush on Andy Serkis. I know. And didn't know it about each other. I didn't know. I'd, I was kind of afraid to admit it to anybody. And then you, when you asked me, I felt so relieved. I know. When he's the, uh, when he's like the, the bad arms dealer in Black Panther. Oh my goodness. Like even then. Yeah. What is happening? I think that's actually, that was actually what kind of started it for mm-hmm. me. Which was, because ter- he was terrible. Oh, he was a terrible person. He was terrible. Yeah, he was awful. But he's an Andor. He doesn't come in till like, you know, like midway through the season, but he's in Andor. Okay. Well, he's sign me up. You guys need to watch it. Anyway. Okay. So we, um, I asked on Instagram some of the questions you guys wanted an update. There's your update. And then there were also a lot of questions. 
I would say half of the questions of the hundreds that were asked were about various sister relationship things. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to do like a relationship segment. One of the uh, first questions is that I think is a good place to start is what did your parents do to foster your close relationship? (laughs) Lol. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is very important, everyone. This is why we're starting with this. You as a parent, I don't know that you could do much of anything. No, you really couldn't. To create uh, the kind of relationship that you might want your children to have. You have no control over this. No. You have none. No. You have none. I I do think it's worth mentioning Mm -hmm. that our childhood was... I'm very excited to hear what word you're going to use. I, you know... There was definitely trauma involved. Yes. And I think that when you have trauma involved, uh-huh. you gravitate towards, yes. you know, like either I think you move towards the person, towards the person or, or away. away. And we did. Because you don't talk about it. Exactly. And I think we did both, honestly. We did, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as we got older, we gravitated towards each other. Yes. Um, but yeah, there was never like a, like, I don't, I don't remember mom ever being like, y'all have to sit together or y'all have mm-hmm. to do this or you guys need to get along. She was just very like, like if we were fighting, it was like, y'all need to figure this out. Like, yes. you know, um, which leads to another question. Um, it leads to another question of what our, somebody asked what our age difference is. Mm-hmm. It's almost seven years, yep. a little less than seven years. So I think that's part of it too, is yeah. that the age difference in your kids, like if you think about it. When you were six, I was seven, I was 13, you know, like that's a, that's a big difference. Like that's a babysitter. Yeah. That's a huge difference. It's so that's another thing too, is to remember that relationships are going to go through your kids' relationships are going to go through various stages and Mm -hmm. you like really don't have any control over that. No, you don't. I also don't remember mom ever saying anything like you guys are each other's best friend. Oh yeah, there was never, she never, never put any like relational pressure Mm-mm. on us to get along, yep. to like each other. Yep. The The only expectation was don't be awful to each other. Right, right. Just be, like, be, like, like be a decent person. Just be a nice person <laughs> to your sister. Yep. And that was the only push. And I know, I can say with my personality, I think if she had pushed, like Kendra needs to be your best friend, mm-hmm. I would have done the opposite Mm -hmm. on purpose just because I was being told to do something I uh we both know um a set of sisters that um are like in college right now and one time someone asked them is your sister your best friend and because they would do everything together and they said no we're sisters it's almost like you can be incredibly incredibly close with someone with a sibling like incredibly close but there is a dynamic of being sisters or brothers or siblings that sort of transcends friend labels it's like not the same thing like you can be incredibly close with someone but if you sort of put that friendship label on siblings first then it almost takes away the I don't want to say the power of the sibling label but it's like it it it's it it eliminates part of what exists in siblings does that make sense yeah so so no, our parents did not do anything specific to foster this, nor can you as a parent. I just mm-hmm. don't believe you can. I don't believe you can. You can do your best to create like a, you know, like a, like a loving, a loving home and you respect each other and all of that. But like, 
There's no formula. You're not missing anything, parents. You're not missing anything. Nope. Nope. So stop trying so hard. That's what I wanted to tell you right yeah. now. Don't try hard. It's okay. Another thing, uh, another question was, uh, do we tell each other everything? Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a fascinating question. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you, when you mentioned it, I, it took me a second. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, do I? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of makes me think of the friend label that you were just talking about. Like, yes. like it, to me, this question kind of is the same thing almost mm-hmm. like just because I, and I don't tell you everything, but just because I don't tell you everything doesn't mean that you aren't like transcendental to me. <laughs> you guys, when we did have our conversation on the phone earlier this week, <laughs> it was pretty great because the last few minutes you just started gushing and you're like, maybe I should just go. <laughs> this has turned into a gush fest. I guess it's time. I was literally just like, I mean, and you're just so amazing and you're so great at everything you do. <laughs> It was very sweet. Was um, but no, I, yeah, it's like that. It, I don't know. They, they feel like they're not even connected to each other. Like mm-hmm. just because I don't tell you anything does not indicate the closeness of my relationship right. with you. Right. It's just, it's not an indicator. And, and I don't think that this is a rule across the board, but that question, do you tell each other, tell each other everything? I don't think from a logistical, practical standpoint, I don't think there is anyone that I tell everything to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one. Yeah. Now, could I tell you everything? Yes. 100%. Does it, do I feel safe enough to? Yes. Do I feel safe enough to with my husband? Yes. Do I feel safe enough to with my best friend? Yes. You know, like we have those people in our lives. Like, of course we feel safe enough to. But asking another person, our mom has said this for years, and uh, you cannot bear the weight of another person's soul. You just can't do it. And so if you try and make one person be sort of the catch-all for everything in your life that you're going through, then it's like a lot of pressure on them, but it also sort of eliminates kind of the the gift of lots of uh, other relationships. Like I think Laura Tremaine talks about this really well, where she says her husband is not her best friend. Like Jeff is not her best friend because she doesn't want Jeff to have to hold all those things. And she has different kinds of friends who can hold all of these different types of conversations. And, um, that's what her next book is about. Like all the, the 10 friends, everyone woman should have. Like, I think that's a really wise way of looking at it that you can have people that you're safe enough to tell everything to, but you don't have to. And it's not, like you said, it's not an indicator of the closeness of the relationship, mm-hmm. like at all. Yeah. Uh, Jedediah Jenkins, did you ever I know that name? He, um, wrote, I can't remember the, it's a very pretty looking book, but it's something about like journeys or something like that. Right. <laughs> Anyways, he has lots of very famous friends. Okay. Um, And he has a really lovely way of talking about his very deep friendships in that each friend holds a key hmm. and that key unlocks a part of himself that no other friend can unlock. Mm-hmm. And just because some people have more keys on their key ring or certain keys like it doesn't invalidate what room they enter in together or you know the parts of him it's like that's the beauty of friendship um and I just think that's a really lovely way to to think about it yes absolutely so so again you cannot manufacture your kids being friends you cannot nor if you uh 
are a sibling or you have children, multiple children who are siblings, them being like telling each other everything is not an indicator of that relationship now or later. Correct. It's just not. It's okay. You can, it, it takes a lot of the, it takes a lot of the pressure off. But I think that there is part of us that does want for there to be closeness in our, of course we want to be close with our family. Yeah. You of, want your kids to like each of other. Of course you do. But you're not going to, again, you can't force that. And that's up to them as they're, as they get older and they become adults. Like one of the questions I actually didn't write down, what happens if your, um, if your sister or your sibling makes a choice that you don't agree with, how do you maintain the relationship? And it's kind of like, well, aren't you in relationship with people who do things that you don't agree with? Like we all make choices that are different, whether it's like, like how people spend their money, how they spend their time, like all of that. But that doesn't keep a relationship from working because mm-hmm. that's usually not what a relationship is based on. Mm-hmm. It's based on respecting each other and trusting each other and loving each other. And it being like knowing what that, that that safety exists. Right. And so I just think, I think we just put a moral of the story. I think we put too much pressure on trying to create great adult friendships now when our kids are like six and they're punching each other in the hallway and you're like, they're never going to like each other. Like that's not, those are two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. Very separate. We'll be right back. Okay. This question, when I read it, it made me laugh out loud. The question is, do we get along with each other's spouses? (laughs) And there was a a follow-up of like, how do you help? Like there were lots of people actually who asked, how do you help your, your spouse get along with your family? Now those are two separate things. (laughs) Those are two separate things. (laughs) And it made me go like, oh man, there are some, there are some like dud husbands out there who aren't talking to anybody. Apparently that's like what it felt like. So I'm sorry. But also thinking about like, man, how do you get along with your sister's husband? And both of our husbands are the easiest literal human beings to get, to get along. Like it's so funny. It's so funny. So they're also very similar. They are. Um, we, we married very similar people. They're, I mean, they're very different, but also very similar. Right, right. They're both. Their vibe is similar. Yes. They're both. If you're an Enneagram person, they're both Enneagram nines. There's just like an, they're both so almost annoyingly content all the time. Yes. Both of them. Yeah. And they're very quiet. Um, they're both very funny. Very funny. In their own way. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I met cause when I was young. Because oh, that's right. You were a child bride. You were a child bride. <laughs> and you were also in love with him when you were a teenager. When, when I was in high school, yeah. And so, I mean, I remember the first time meeting him and being you like. You do? Oh, yeah. Where was it? In the modular building. In the modular building the at mo- the church. At, yep. In okay. the modular building at the church. Yeah. So you would have been, what, like 9, 10? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it was before, um, like, it was like a, it was like a band practice. Sure, of course. And I always loved it when he would show up at band practice. Yeah. And I just remember he was so nice to me mm-hmm. and, you know, he was just cause. And I just remember being like, this, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Like it made a lot of sense. Like he was just so nice yes. and genuinely so. Yes. But no, I, re- I mean, I remember him. So I've, I mean, I've known cause my whole life. Yeah. That's weird. I hadn't really thought but about I that. But I love cause. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I always have. I, I think that probably one of my favorite things was when we started going to the same pool. Yes. And I actually got to hang out with cause because uh-huh. I feel like whenever our families hang out, you know, me and you are just obnoxious and generally just talk to each other. <laughs> 
And it was great because at the pool, I actually was able to hang out with just him. Yeah, because I would be working. Yeah. Like he was taking the kids to the pool. Yeah. And um, when I when I got my full-time job, one of the first things I thought about, I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not going to have any more pool time with Cause. Uh-huh. Like, it made me so sad yeah. because I just genuinely like being with Cause. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. It's pretty great. That's one of the things that's been nice for me about you getting a job is that I get to see Luke more. Yeah. Because Luke is... Luke is the stay-at-home parent. Yep. And so... You're like coordinating I'm, with I'm him. coordinating yeah. play dates with Luke. I'm checking in with Luke. Do you need anything at Trader Joe's? I'm not asking you that anymore. Uh, like, yeah. It's yeah. pretty great. So... But it, it did make me laugh. Like, do you get along with it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we, we do. do. Because they're literally the easiest people on the planet to get along they with. They seriously both, are. Both they're both are. pretty incredible. If we... Uh, one question. Uh, what did we fight about as kids? Um, I just feel like I tried to terrorize you I think you did we would fight about like I, I mean j- legitimately our all of our fights were just about me terrorizing you <laughs> like there was no topic or mm-hmm. subject I mean it was just everything was fine until it wasn't right and it was because I did something <laughs> to terrorize you and then I would get so mad because I like things to be a certain way yeah. And you would, and, and you were like the little sister. And so mom would come in and you'd be like, uh, turn on the waterworks right away. Oh, right away. And I'd be the one getting in trouble because I yelled at you, even though you started it. Yeah. I exactly. remember resenting that, resenting you for that a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was manipulative. The best, the best example of that, which we have shared, you know, forever ago for OG Lazy Sister listeners, I, I have had for sure, but and still have. A terrible fear of sharks. Oh, I thought you were going to tell the shut up story. Oh, that's a good one. I, oh, there's two of them. So the, the basically the shark one was I'm terrified of sharks and you got a shark calendar. It was a National Geographic. So think about like the most National Geographic, big open mouth, <laughs> great white shark photo. Like and iconic. You walked up to me with your hand behind your back and you stuck the shark picture in front of my face and I... Oh, well, no, no. I, I was more manipulative than this, Kendra. Oh, really? I had it behind my back. Uh-huh, and right. I said, hey, Kendra, look. And then <laughs> I put it in your face. You knew what you were doing. I shoved it in your face. And I'm pretty sure I hit you. Yeah. You Well, you didn't hit me. You slapped, I, I slapped the calendar you away. You slapped the calendar away, which hit me in the face. And I got in trouble. <laughs> I said that you slapped me in the face for showing you a picture of my National Geographic calendar. Yes. No, I was awful person. And then the shut up story. I forgot about the shut up story. Yeah. The, I was two. You were little. Yeah. Little, I was like tiny. two years old. Yeah. Because we were still at the old house. Yeah. So yeah. mom, the way that our house was, was like an L shape. Mm-hmm. So mom was coming down the hallway and she heard me just looking at Kendra. <laughs> like Kendra was sitting on the floor and I was standing over her just going, shut up, shut up, shut up, mm-hmm. shut up. Just, mm-hmm. Like into her face. Mom comes around the corner. And mom said that as soon as she went around the corner and I heard her footsteps, uh-huh. I tur- stopped <laughs> and I turned around and I started singing Jesus Loves Me. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, I mean, honestly, I could have been like, there's a little bit of like sociopathic for sure, vibes. <laughs> which again, like hearkening back to what we were talking about before when it, when you're worried about your kids getting along, like right. even just like when your kid is so showing like sociopathic tendencies, <laughs> like I am the so deeply 
em, like empathetic oh, gosh. and like yes. care about yes. people. And I, I mean, the thought of being that manipulative in relationships yes. makes me want to yes. crawl in a hole and die. Yes. Like how your kids act when they're little is not indicative of the type of person they're going to be when they get older. <laughs> or it's almost like, like, I think that you still, it's like your well of empathy runs so deep that as a four-year-old, you didn't know how to process that, but you wanted to connect so much. Yeah. And so your way of connecting with me, because there, how, how you don't know when you're like a first grader that you can be like, how was your day? sister Kendra you know you're not gonna do that you're gonna be like I want sister her to pay Kendra. I want her to pay attention to me and so I'm gonna I'm gonna get her I'm gonna get her attention yeah I'm gonna get her attention so, yeah I was just getting negative attention exactly yeah because I just needed attention so so anyway. yeah we did we did quote-unquote fight no it was just <laughs> we no did. we did um what was your I, when I saw this question your favorite game to play as kids we did not play this as, with each other which that wasn't the question um but it made me think of when I used to play Rapture uh-huh. with Crystal across the street. Yes. Um, I, you guys, I played a game called Rapture. It was best played on a, uh, like a, like a stormy, like a cloudy afternoon. Yes, for sure. And I would pretend that Jesus was coming back. <laughs> I would pretend to hear trumpets. Uh-huh. I would, like, what a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. What a vibe. Mm-hmm. I played Rapture by myself where I would like put clothes on my bed. Yeah, like flat. Yeah, flat on my bed. (laughs) And I would like lay on top of my clothes. And then I would quote unquote hear the trumpets and then roll off the bed underneath my bed (laughs) and then like pretend somebody would come in the door and then like start crying because Mm -hmm. they got left behind. It's this is so, so dark. dark. It's so dark. Like, it's so problematic. It is. On so many levels. But yeah, like, but unfortunately, that was kind of... I remember playing. It was yeah. a favorite game as a kid was playing Rapture. Yeah, the only other game I remember us playing together was Bonkers. Wait a minute. The board game Bonkers? Right. What was Bonkers? Bonkers was kind of like... I remember playing Bonkers, but I have no concept of what the actual game was. It was kind of like... Um, it was very basic. Like it was almost like a Candyland basic. Oh, you know, okay. like you yeah, just yeah. draw a card. There's a skill. Yeah, but then there was um, what's the? It's not Parcheesi, but it's like a very uniquely shaped board. Shoes and, and ladders. No, um, it, there's like a timer or something where okay. like there's popping things, but it's like a you know like those little jacks that oh, have. Yeah. I, don't I can't remember what that game was I called. I can't either. But it was kind of people like, are saying what it is right now. Yeah, uh-huh. they are. The it was kind of like that sorry. game. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, That's it was what like it was. Sorry and Candyland had a weird, like, very neon colored baby. Got it. Because Bonkers was very neon colored. Uh-huh. It was like super 90s. Like, I remember playing Bonkers. Yeah. I just don't have a concept of what the game was. Yeah. We also really liked Scategories. Yes. We played a lot of Scategories. I went to a game night, like a grown up game night last year, maybe. And I was hoping, I was like, I was so excited because I was like, oh, we're going to play Scanagories, we're going to play Outburst, we're going to play Balderdash, we're like, we're going to play all these like word games that we played. Catchphrase. We're going to play Catchphrase. And it was like the whole like, no, we're playing like a four hour strategy game. And I thought, oh, this is not my scene. I just want you to say an animal that starts with the letter C 
Like that's what I wanted. Oh uh, yeah. That's because that's what we played. A t- I feel like we played that. We a ton. played like all word games. Yeah. All the time. Oh, so fun. Um, okay. What was, okay. Let's transition a little bit. This is our last like sort of sister related question. Um, what is our dream vacation together? Ooh, that's a good question. I know. I think I have an answer. What's your answer? I want to go to London. Yes. I want us to go to London together. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, I can't think of anything better. <laughs> I was definitely in the, um, well, I guess we could decide between going to Asheville or, or uh, Wrightsville Beach. Dream big. Dream big. No, dream big. That okay. would be the dream vacation is if we went to, we would have so much fun. In that I event. would, I think I would die of happiness. I still have, I'm pretty sure I still have. I'll check on my phone right now. Cause I went to London, what, in 2017, mm-hmm. I think is when I went. And the whole time. The whole time I was take sisters in London, 2018. I wrote down all the things that oh, we should do. Oh my goodness! I still have it in my notes app. Oh my gosh! The yeah. first one is the Jane Austen tour with Phil. I want it. I, I want you to see an even song service at Westminster Abbey. Oh my it's like gosh. I have all the things. The C.S. Lewis tour, like all I, the things. I yes, that that's it. That would that's be what it. We would do there be we so go. Fun. Be so fun. There we um, go. <clears throat> okay, let's do a couple more um, questions. What uh, is your Hogwarts house? Hufflepuff and mine is what's the what's the nerdy one Ravenclaw Ravenclaw. I want to be Gryffindor yeah I want to be Gryffindor too the thing about Hufflepuff like I feel like we kind of get like pooped on a lot because you do and it's not fair because it's like oh this is just the dumb house with all like the leftover people right I don't (laughs) know like that's not true at all I I really, th- I'm proud to be a Hufflepuff. Yes. So if anybody like feels weird about it, don't. Yes. Own your Hufflepuffy energy. Ben is, uh, my son Ben, who you are obsessed with. Yes. Um, he. <laughs> to be fair, I'm obsessed with all of Kendra's yes, you children. Are, you are. Ben and I just are You're similar. similar. You are. We're similar. You're similar. But he said, you know, I think I'm, I'm a Hufflepuff with a little touch of Ravenclaw. So I think I'm a Huffleclaw. And I was like, that sounds, that sounds about right, That buddy. sounds about right. Because he's got a little nerd in him, but he's like, there. if we had a world without Hufflepuffs, it would be anarchy in no time. Yep. It would be a broken place. Yep. Like, Hufflepuffs are like the gravity to keep everything together. You got to have some you Hufflepuffs have have around. Hufflepuffs. You got to have them. Okay. This is no thinking. Rapid, like real quick. Okay. Who, who's on your current crush more? Are we doing just for? Whatever you want. And it could be just like, I know it's this one person, but it's not anyone else. Our Mount Crushmore is the four faces carved in stone of celebrities that we have a crush on. And that's just, that's been like a thing. That's been a fixture of our episodes since the beginning of time. Yep. Um, mine's still James mm-hmm. and, uh, and Timothy. Timothy's like up is, is making his way. Ma- yeah. Known. Uh, Fassie is still is still there. Yes, Michael Fassbender, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. Um, and then I would say my kind of rotating two right now are gonna be um, Henry Cavill. Interesting. Are you watching The Witcher or something? Well, no. I I mean I watched The Witcher when it first came out, but um, I I always had a thing for baby Henry Cavill, like in the Tudors. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. And that was with, the Jonathan Rees. Yes. Guy. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like on, on Showtime. Yes. Yes. Uh, about King Henry. It was kind of like my Ryan Gosling. Like, 
You knew him before you he knew, became you, uh-huh. like he was so, he was so little then. So little. Um, but there was something about The Witcher, I, and and when I watched The Witcher, I was reading Throne of Glass. Sure. And he was so Rowan. He's so Rowan. There's no one else who could be Rowan. And I think that that's what it is for me. It's like, it's not necessarily Henry Cavill as anybody. Because like I started rewatching the Tudors and I was like, oh, baby Henry Cavill. Uh I just love him. Have you seen Enola Holmes? No, I haven't because I I really don't. I don't love Millie Bobby Brown, Brown, which I feel bad about. I don't either. And I loved Enola Holmes. It was really dear. But all that to say, when I was watching the Tudors, I was like, this is just a Rowan thing, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because he's never even played Rowan. And right. then um, Florence Pugh. That's one of mine too. I don't know that she'll ever not be on it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it's James, it's Timothee, it's Flo, and then it's whoever else who, yeah, is who, around the at rotating, the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it goes. Like a rotating tap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back couple more questions before we go. Okay. Um, if you had to choose another place to live, where would it be? Like just another state? Any, or? Anywhere. The, again, dream big. Because you're like, we're not going to I would move to, to Scotland. You would move to Scotland. See, there you go. I would move to Scotland. Amazing. I was going to say, I was going to say Alaska. Mm-hmm. I wondered if you would say Alaska. I um, used to live in Alaska. I love Alaska. But I... I really want to live not in America. Sure, sure, sure. That's never been something that I've ever done. Uh-huh. And I just, I I don't know. I yeah. just really want to live in Europe or somewhere else yeah. and be on those cliffs. and Be on the cliffs. And then like hop over to Ireland and see those cliffs. I know. And there's so many cliffs. And there are cliffs in England too. There, There's so many pretty cliffs. It's just an, it's a world of cliffs. I really like that idea of like pastoral living. Uh-huh. Is that a thing? That's a li- that's, oh, yeah. That pastoral yes, living, absolutely. right? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, I, I just, I've always felt like I should have been born at a time where I only survived till I was 22 mm-hmm. and I died of the plague. Yes. And so I would like yes. to revisit that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly your vibe. <laughs> it's very much so my vibe. <laughs> You'd be fine. Yeah, I think I would, I would do um, either England or um, Sweden. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I think I would really, except the food. That's the thing in either of those places is the food's not super great. Yeah. But I know how to cook. I just have to procure the correct ingredients. Yes. You know? Okay, one more question, and then we're going to do some rapid-fire favorite things. Okay. Um, what are your favorite activities when you're hosting a family gathering, mm-hmm. and the person says, I hate board games? Which I feel like that's like tough, oh, right? If you don't question. like games. Uh, a lot of times when we'll go to mom's for things, she'll have a puzzle out. Puzzles are Perfect. Puzzles are perfect. Put because them on a separate table. You can, and she has like um, a couple of uh, like cookie sheets. Uh huh. So you can like pass them around. Yep. The pieces. Yep. Um, yep. And it's night. Nice. The puzzle is great because you can sit at the table and do it for mm-hmm. however long you want. Mm-hmm. If you want to walk by and just do like a couple pieces, like mm-hmm. it's just very low stakes, but is it's an activity and it's fun because people will filter in and out. Yes. Which is great because then you have different types of conversation and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah, I puzzle for sure. I also think, which we don't necessarily do this, but I think depending on the the group and the family, I think having like uh, coloring stuff out. Yes. Like coloring books Uh or printed coloring sheets, Uh like grown-up ones, kid ones, markers, you know, whatever. Like I just think people like to color. I went to a, I went to like a girl's weekend and there was a whole table 
of those like adult coloring books Mm -hmm. and like really pretty pens and everybody just flocked there. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a really nice, like, oh, this is, again, it's low stakes mm-hmm. and it's in and out at your own thing. Maybe that's why board games are hard is you feel like you have to gather everybody up. And then there's, you have to commit to a time. Yep. And there's yeah. different um, levels of competitiveness yeah. amongst the people. And so if you can think of things that are just a, like, yes, that are low stakes and don't have a time limit on them, mm-hmm. that feels like a good. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, let's do a couple of um, rapid fire current favorite things great favorite book that you read in 2022 last year billy summers by stephen king mm. mine was the graveyard book by neil gaiman mm, so good there's not going to be another favorite no there's not going to be another what you favorite. Read that year. if that's what you read that year that is your favorite what book talking about? End. what about so far in 2023 favorite read of 2023 a solace house by joy ellis i've never even heard of this so it is a procedural series mm-hmm. jackman and evans mm-hmm. this was like book nine i think um but richard armitage is the audiobook narrator. Oh. It's an Audible special. They have them on, um, I think they were like free initially. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to those. They are great books. Oh, that's fun. And Richard he, Armitage is such a good narrator. He actually just bought the rights to the book and they're making a show. Oh. And he's going to play the start. lead. And yeah. it's, I mean, y'all, these books are really, really good. Oh, like, I'm excited. They're, they're awesome. I'm very excited about that. Um, mine is, I just finished it uh, yesterday. It's Killers of a Certain Age. By yes. Deanna Rayborn. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about uh, like like old lady assassins who retire and then a hit goes out on them. And they have to. So it's like very like oceans, uh-huh. which I love oceans and born. And yeah, like I love that stuff. That was my favorite. And Jamie Lee Curtis was the lead. And she was fantastic. Of course she, she was. I cast her as the lead. Because she's perfect. Um, okay. Your favorite thing to drink out of. Uh, y'all, I was influenced hard <laughs> by TikTok. And I got a giant Stanley Cup. I I really did not anticipate being this hydrated. <laughs> but you guys, it really did make a difference. I was I I realized that I had not had water I I mean maybe like 10 ounces of water over the course of like 2 days. Oh, that's not a lot of water. No, Nina. y'all, I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> and so one night I was like, okay, fine. I'll just get a Stanley cup and see if that makes a difference. Uh-huh. Y'all I am filling this thing up like three times a day. Wow. I am so hydrated. Why? I don't know what it is. It's so big and bulky and you would think that it's annoying. Right. But the handle is like really comforting. And then when you're sitting on the couch and you're playing a puzzle game, you can like rest it. Uh And it's so tall that the straw is like right (laughs) at your mouth. And you don't like have to think about it. And then it fits in cup holders. I see that. It's it got fits like a in skinnier your car bottom, cup holder, which is so great. You can take it everywhere. Yeah. And it keeps things very, very cold. And I did realize this about myself. Mm-hmm. I only drink water if it is ice, ice, ice cold. Interesting. Got it. And I'm not one of those like, just quite a little lemon in that. No, no. no there's I don't no like that. No. I don't like that. I just want it very cold. I want either water or like something that's not flavored water. I yeah. want it to be like a drink. Yeah. Like something I else. either want water or I want a Dr. Pepper cream soda. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still drinking out of my Awala water bottle. I love my Awala water bottle. But I also have, um, I have have slowly been collecting like really pretty glasses from like thrift stores. When I always check the glass section when I go to Goodwill and stuff. And just like really pretty etched tumblers and big glasses. Uh And so now our glasses are like a little bit mismatched in that regard. And I love drinking out of like a, like a, like a made in 1947 glass that's incredible you know i love that that's my fave um your favorite way to not get the winter blues 
Zoloft. Um, I love my prescription of Zoloft. I also have started something. Target has these tiny, tiny little desk lamps that are like $10. Okay. Um, I think they actually recently upped the price because everybody found out about them at the same time. They're like, oh, we could charge people more. Oh, my gosh. Um, but they're they're all they've got. Um, they've got like black cream, like a pretty sage green. OK. And then like a wooden version. I'm looking them up because I want to see what they look like. And they're they're all like spheres or like. C- cylinder type shapes like they have some structure uh-huh. they have texture on them too okay um and they're just tiny little desk lamps and they are magical is it this is it this one no no it's not no, she's like that's, she, that is she's not like, it no not all we'll find a link you guys and we'll yeah put it in the show notes. um but i i put a lamp in my kitchen uh-huh i put a lamp like I, I just added a couple of lamps and I don't have any overhead lights. Uh-huh. And so at nighttime, I light, I, I light my lamps. I light my candles. Yep. I turn on my lamps. Yep. And for some reason, I just feel less depressed. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, the fireplace show and candles and lamps. Like yes. have all of that stuff on, have all that stuff on. And then also leaning into the, the cozy parts of winter, blankets and soups and slippers and stuff like that. I think it really, really helps. Okay, so as we uh, as we close, um, what's saving your life right now? And mine is ironically light related. What is it? It is light bulbs, cool white light bulbs, because I don't like the yellow, gold, like golden glow of just like soft white light bulbs. So specifically, cool, cool white. white. Okay, because it just feels like a it's, it puts an Instagram filter on your on your living room. Okay. What's yours? So mine is a Kindle holder that you can, it has like an extendable arm that you can attach wherever so you can read your Kindle without having to hold it. Oh my gosh, I need this immediately. And then I have a clicker so that I attach this tiny little thing and it's like a remote control that I just hold my hand and I just click it and I don't even have to get out from underneath my blanket. Like to turn the page? To turn the page. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's incredible. I need this immediately. It's incredible. It's my, it's saving my life. I, yeah, it is. And I'm going to buy it today. We'll put all the links for all these things uh, in the show notes. But um, okay. Well, this was a delight. I'm so glad. So fun. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for all the questions. Yes, you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, until next time, uh, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. She's Hannah. I'll see you next week. Bye.